listening to a podcast from Light FM. It's a light breakfast with Asha and Non. Now, recently, Asha and I took a trip to the now defunct water theme park Mima Land to see if what we remembered from our childhood visits could be stirred back to life more vividly. But we also suddenly realized that actually not everyone knows what Mima Land is. And there are lots of rumors around Mima Land being a bit of a spooky place. And since it's a spooky week because of Halloween, we thought, you know what? We'll check it out. The park already has a reputation for being spooky, as Asha says. Did you know that the winding road that we were on, it's really narrow. Uh, it's actually known as Jalan Karat Lama. It's also widely believed to be the most haunted route in Malaysia. Yeah, I wouldn't say haunting so much as terrifying when we went up, but not because of any ghouls or anything, but because of the sheer drop on either side. It was, yeah, it was <laughs> really harrowing. And also because it was like, it wasn't even rainy. It was just a little bit drizzly but you saw the amount of mud that was we could only see the tarmac for a f- maybe like the first one third of it and then after that it was just mud 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 mud, 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 mud. mud. yeah exactly it opened its wonderful doors in 1975 and was crowned the first theme park in Malaysia and apparently had the biggest pool in the whole of Southeast Asia I, you see the thing is I don't remember that. I remember there being a pond. I don't remember there being a pool. So strange. I do remember that they had a giant water slide. Yeah, they had the biggest water slide. And if you can imagine, this was a sort of, uh, I guess entertainment village that was Mm. isolated on the top of a hill surrounded by lush forests and mountains and it really was quite spectacular there was a large man-made lake out there yep that's what i remember there was a sports center there was a carnival area there was a jungle trekking area camping grounds um you could also have boating pavilions where there was uh, motels or chalets to stay on fishing spots restaurants a prehistoric animal park insane i totally remember the dinosaurs it was the coolest thing this is pre-Jurassic Park. They were amazing. Also, a little bit of trivia for you. It served as a film set for many films from the 80s, including Mechanic, uh, Swarakakase, and Gila Gila Romagia. That was in 1986. That sort of tells you how big and diverse it was because obviously you can't have three movies coming out in the 80s with the same backdrop, right? Oh no, absolutely yeah. right. But there was a darker side to what happened to Mima Land, which of course is the reason so many don't know about it because it had to close its doors. We'll tell you about what happened. Yeah, there was a dark side. And I know what some of you are thinking. Don't go at night, lah. <laughs> which we didn't but you know we were on a quest of uh you know ghost town hunting so to speak and Mimaland was one place we really wanted to go to just because it is one of those places that people talk about being haunted or or having sort of something sort of dark about it and i think that is really stemming from the history of why it shut down. So, here's the thing. Its success story actually came to a halt somewhere in the 90s. Um, in 1993, uh, there was a drowning incident which involved a Singaporean visitor, which caused the park to temporarily close down. And then the following year, renovation work at the same pool area actually caused a landslide. And we definitely saw signs of landslides still to this day on the road leading up. Leading up. So, it, very pretty, prone. Pretty big landslides as well. I mean, uh, that's what, you know, made our journey up that hill quite Mm -hmm. 
harrowing too. Yeah, so you can imagine, right? So that particular landslide uh, that was highlighted in the article said that mud leaked into the pool enclosure, making it completely unusable. And that was a big attraction for the place, the mm-hmm. pool itself. Yeah. And of course, after going through loads of sort of technical checks and safety issues and the rest of it, it finally closed at the end of 1994. And I think that's when a lot of sort of the rumours of ghostly hauntings uh, came up. And even though quite a few developers had been interested in that particular parcel of land to rebuild or do something else similar or different, all of them fell through, I think, which added fuel to the fire. There's something about this place that, you know, is is never meant to be. Mm -hmm. So, Ash, how many times have you been? I've definitely been two times, maybe three. Okay, I reckon one. And honestly, there were a lot of things that we discovered on this trip that I did not remember at all. But we had to find out, so we tracked down urban explorer Elton Tan to see what he found when he took a walk through the abandoned theme park. Going through the abandoned theme park, how would you describe the area? What did you see? Can you paint us a picture of what you actually saw? The place um, nowadays is mostly taken over by nature. Like it's basically just a forest now with some um, abandoned buildings and structures. It's mostly just a shell nowadays. There's really not much stuff left behind. It's more like hiking than exploring to me, personally. And I don't feel anything like scary at all. It actually has very different feelings. It feels very peaceful. And it has a sense of serenity when I was in there. Because, you know, surrounded by nature, it's actually pretty nice for me. And, and the air is very fresh. You said it's mostly been taken over by nature, but can you still see remnants of the uh, attractions, the rides, or maybe even the statues? Yeah, actually, like some parts of the, the park is still there, like the marquee and the motels. Yeah, most of, really, basically, the, some of the buildings is still there, and the lake, and of course, the dinosaur also. They just pricing in a good condition. I've seen some photos of people like, riding the dinosaur. I, I think they broke some of the structures. Like, for example, the Triceratops, one of his horn, is, I believe, is broken. We did saw a heart there. I believe it belongs to the caretaker. We did heard some motorcycle, but we, um, thankfully we didn't saw them. But we didn't hear the, no- the sound. So we quickly hide inside the bushes so they won't find us. And after the, we didn't hear the sound, we, we quickly go deeper to the, the trees. My friend actually, he did, uh, he did encounter a herd of wild boars on the way. That was the other time he went there. Actually, a few years ago, I, I didn't hear rumors about like tigers roaming around in that area. Uh, I'm not sure if it's real. It's a rumor. But I didn't see any people or animals there, except for some, a few monkeys on the trees. Most of your experiences there seemed quite calm and you mentioned that it was actually quite nice being in nature. But did you have any eerie encounters at all? Thankfully, no. Because I ex- mostly explore by days and not night. Uh, so I didn't encounter any paranormal stuff. But I think my friend did explore at night and he, he did say he saw something. Uh, I'm not sure. Personally, I, I'm not really believe in this kind of stuff. So um, I have doubts. I do believe him. What did he say he saw? Uh, I think he like saw some some signs of spirits. It's in one of his video a few years ago. So I can first he heard some sound, and then he like claimed he saw some light, which he, he interpret as a ghost or spirit. 
All I have to say is I'm so jealous. I would have loved that opportunity to just wander around. Yeah, under different circumstances. It would have been nice. It would mm-hmm. have been nice. Um, you know what? It already stirs lots of memories for me, but they're completely inconsistent with what we actually saw, which is really strange. So in a hunt for ghost towns, obviously Asher and I decided that we would go close to home, Gomba, which actually isn't that far, and it's the home of the now defunct Mima Land. So what did we see? Well, what we discovered after the fact was that Mima Land is an acronym for Miniature Malaysia Park. Uh, how does <laughs> I that work? Knew that. Miniature, Mima. Mima. Ah, okay, gotcha. Miniature Malaysia. Yeah, so that's super cool. Anyway, yeah, we went there and it was really interesting because both you and I didn't remember that steep climb up the hill. Yeah. Um, I take I, issue with the original, one of the articles saying that it was a long and windy. I'm like, it's windy. It wasn't that long. No, it wasn't that long. Yeah. I could have run up it, I think. Okay. We'll have to put you to the test <laughs> then when it's not raining because we went up and it was it was raining. But what was interesting for me was I strongly remembered that white structure that was the entranceway. Yes. And I, I strongly had sort of memories coming back of holding small paper tickets, like oh. on, on thin paper. Okay. There's no such thing as tickets in those days. It was kind of like a scribble, almost like a, off a chit book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like what, the cinema tickets used to be. Right. Yeah. And it would tell you where you were allowed to go. Uh, in terms of the chalets or the pool oh, right. or the rides. Wow, um, okay. So that was your passport, I guess, to a theme mm, park, as okay. it were. I called my mom and had a chat with her about remembering going there with family, friends always, and having so much fun in the big pool and the huge slide and, you know, the restaurant cafe area where you can buy some food there and having a bit of a picnic. It was such a lovely experience. And mom said, don't you remember getting so sick afterwards both times? And I was like, no, with what? She was like, all the kids, all of you kids will come back with terrible ear infections. So I guess the uh, sanitation during that time wasn't (laughs) so good with the pools. But yeah, we all came down with terrible ear infections. So you would have gone, would this have been in the 70s or the 80s, you think? I would have gone in the 70s. Okay, so I was pretty sure that I went in the 80s but my memory of that's really fuzzy I still want to go back to the the windy road thing because when you and I went up a couple of days ago you would have thought right that as a kid you would remember that it was an uphill drive mm, yeah but I have zero recollection of that no. it's so strange yeah. I, it's funny I also remember getting quite badly hurt because Ooh, they had a, a flying fox thing well a, a zip line really mm-hmm. and I loved it because it was long And it was basically, if you imagine what a pendulum looks like, right? You've Mm -hmm. got a great big ball at the bottom. So what you do is you sit astride it, you cross your legs over it, and that's effectively your seat. And what, you're holding onto the pole? You're holding onto the rope, yeah. And then you you get pushed along. Um, There wasn't an incline, so you actually had to really physically shove the person. And my sister would do it for me, and then I would do it for her. Okay. And then there was one No safety issues there for children. No, none whatsoever. (laughs) I I, I don't think they had the spongy floor that playgrounds have now <laughs> probably was grass or something but mm-hmm. you know i loved it. it was so fun right uh me playing tarzan and my sister playing fast and loose with what ended up being a catapult so what happens is you push the person and they go all the way to the end if you are rajin you run along with them if you're not you wait for them to end and then they send it back to you right. which is what i did okay and my sister sent it back to me and I wasn't paying attention. And then I turned around in enough time to see the thing flying straight into my face. Oh. And, and I broke a tooth. 
Oh. Or actually, should I say, my sister broke, broke my tooth. tooth. Yeah. <gasps> Was yeah. that the end of like the trip? Did you guys have to pack up and just leave? No, it became a very peaceful trip for my parents because I refused to open my mouth to speak because I was like, I'm so going to get into trouble for this. Didn't it hurt? Yeah, of course it did. There's no hurt more than a parent scowling in your face. So I just kept my mouth shut. Right. Mm, so yeah, I took it all on board. I took it on the chin, so to speak. See what I did there? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm such sorry. a man. Sorry that experience was. So basically somewhere buried in the mud and the overgrowth is half of non's tooth. Oh yeah, didn't think about that. Wow. Um, you can follow our exploits video-wise, is that the right way to say it, on our socials. So make sure you pop on over and have a look at what we saw. Do head on over to our socials to see that. You've been listening to a Light FM podcast on Shock. That's S-Y-O-K.